Welcome back to Token Rambles podcast. Uh, this is our second episode. So my name is Marissa once again, and I'm here with my three other co-hosts. We hi, Sarah. Hi. I don't know what's happening at this point. Uh, hi, I'm Jesse. Hello, this is Sarah, also known as Small. All right. So obviously the first episode uh, was our first one. It was a doozy of an episode. But we, before, ah, thank you, Jesse. <laughs> my brain, we are recording this very late and it is a very rainy day. It's my birthday. So I'm kind of done with life at this point today. Um, but before that, uh, so last time we talked about our kind of our introduction into Token Rambu, which most of us had similar or very different experiences, especially myself included. But uh, one thing that, a lot of people probably wanted to know is favorite swords. One of the biggest things is who's your favorite sword in Token Rambu? Uh, I'll start it off. My favorite sword, uh, for those of you who know me, is uh, Horikawa Kunihiro. He is my precious child. I first started out liking uh, Yamato no Kamiyasasada, but he, when he came in the fourth episode of Hanamaru, I was like, this child is my favorite and I love him. And I cosplay as him now. I have an Ida bag with him and Kanesan on it. So you could say I have an obsession with Horikawa Kurihiro. <laughs> no shame, no shame. No shame. So all right. Everyone else? So awesome. Sarah, your favorites. We all we all know. But <laughs> let let the lovely audience know who your favorites are. So I'm gonna try to narrow it down to just three. And my three favorites are Sosa Samoji, Nikai, and Ishikimaru, who I actually now cosplay as alongside wonderful Hori and Jesse, who you'll hear about soon. <laughs> yes, these are my precious babies. I would die for them because Sosa is a mopey noodle. He needs love and affection. Ishii is my <laughs> slow walk, and I love him dearly. And Nikai is just precious and like joyfully loving and wonderful and he needs love too even though he's special he's a good child he's a ghost child but he's a good child so a bendy straw and a bendy straw yes <laughs> still to this day he is a bendy straw both in bendy straws uh so yes my favorite swords three as well um last episode i know i i about Kashu quite a bit. So Kashu Kiyomitsu and Yamato no Kami Asusada are definitely my two favorite swords, but they're right alongside Yamambagiri Kunihiro, and I love them all dearly, and I will defend them to the death. And I can't wait to talk about Mambachan and his appearances in Zoku <laughs> Token Rambu Hanamaru because it is beautiful. Actually, all of them. As Yamambagiri alongside Kyodai Kunihiro. Hey. <laughs> um, and our lovely Ishii. So it's a lot of fun. We had a great time showing off those at Ichiban Con last, uh, earlier this month. Um, so, small here. My favorite sword, uh, mainly comprised of the Awataguchi school. Um, they're so cute. All the Tantos are adorable. My favorites from the Awataguchi school are Yagen. Oh my gosh, he's a doctor, so obviously I have to love him. <laughs> and glasses. Um, glasses always and forever. And Ichini. Ichini is adorable and he's so sweet. But he took forever to come home, so. <laughs> and 
And um, aside from the Awataguchi school, I really, really do love Okurikata. There's something about him and his aesthetics that I just really like about him. Um, oh, you guys got to say your three favorites, and I was just over here, like, gushing about Horikawa. <laughs> Pick one. Pick, I just picked one. No, I have others. I can't. I'll just say them really quickly. I like Tombokiri as well. Gotta love my spear bros. And third, oh, God. Uh, I, Kogitsune Maru, hands down. <laughs> I was like, why can't I forget my third one? Kogi and his mofu mofu hair. Interestingly enough, all will have Ida bags at some point in time because <sighs> I have an obsession. Uh, <laughs> but um, so, yep, that's a little bit more about us and our love of sword boys. But we have we love all of them pretty much equally. These are just our top favorites. So let's kind of get back into where we left off at the very end of, kind of at the very end of the uh, regiment event. It kind of spanned between two months. Not much into January though, but we did, uh, it was like the last week or so. So if you had those last minute run throughs. What? Halfway through January, because the last day for it was the 16th. Oh, true. Um, It did run a lot longer. Now that I remember it. It's just four because unlike a certain two of you guys, <laughs> everything right before. So I was very glad that after the con crunch for Ichi that I could go in and paperback for those who were curious. I did make it to two. You did? Yay! Two paperbacks. So I have two sets of QE things that I can do. I haven't sent anyone out yet because no one's at 99. That's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. So, just well, obviously, Jesse got two her two kiwi sets. Uh, so does that mean you made it to Nihongo? Because I always, I, I completely forget the order of <laughs> all of these rewards. So, did you get your Nihongo that you wanted in the end? So the the paper pack comes came in for Nihongo. Okay. So, is that a no? Make <laughs> it. Out through regiment, I still hadn't gotten anywhere near where I wanted to be. Get as many paper packs as I could, and it'd be great. But if I couldn't, I just really wanted to get Nihongo. And as the month went on, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to make it to Hyuga," so I just gave up on that. Two paper packs and Nihongo, and I'm so happy. So happy that I did finally bring home the drunk spear, and now I can send two kiwis out when they're ready. Time. (laughs) Well, I'm happy that you managed to actually get Nihongo. Uh, Well, last time you left us off, both uh, Sarah and I had reached Hyuga, and if I know for certain, both of us did get that last paper pack. So we're very uneventful on that. So (laughs) what about you, Small? How did you do in those last Say, quite eventful <laughs> um so i just i was really really busy at one point and then like it would be really uh, slow to load and then uh the days i forget to play so let's just say goals were not met because i screwed myself over but it's okay Aww. <laughs> But I'm not too worried, though, because the swords will come. They will come eventually. 
They will. You got this. To have for this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of dead zones, we are now in pretty much non-event mode for seems like a long time. They, when I noticed, they have not announced the next event. Uh, I guess because of all the anniversary stuff that has happened. We'll get to that in a bit. So right now, um, how are you guys doing with the lovely, just basic lull? Because I know I have not even been playing the game. (laughs) You call it a lull, but it really is kind of an event. It's a smithing event. It's a a campaign. It is. Don't have all of the swords. This is death and agony and screaming internally and externally when alone. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) But speaking of that, because of the anniversary, we have our nice serial smithing campaign where you can get both all of these wonderful, most of them are event-only swords. So you have Juzumaru, Kogurasumaru, Odenta, Monoyoshi, Sengo, and Koryu. Um, so we recently just wrapped up Kogurasumaru and we're moving into Odenta. So how did you guys, if you participated in the smithing, how did you guys do with trying to get Juzu and Koga? Because I know I already have them, so... <laughs> All right, um, small. Who wants to go first? Someone else start. Trust me. <laughs> oh no. Um. So for me, uh, every time I try to smith, I have no smith tokens, and I'm like, why? Why? I'm like, I have like plenty of resources, but I just don't have enough smith tokens. So I missed out on both of them. So I'm trying to get Odenta as much as I can and go on as much business as I can to get those smith tokens. So small is in the struggle of smith tokens. Uh, I remember that feeling very well at the very beginning of the game. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Couldn't smith things for a really long time because you're like, wait, what? I can't? I have to have a separate thing to smith the swords, not just the resources. I have enough. No! But so, what about Sarah and Jesse? What about you guys? Because I know Jesse on one of her things, but I haven't heard anything about Sarah over there. Sarah, do you want me to save yours for last? Yeah, you go ahead and save my adventures. Okay. You've been spammed with constantly. So, this nothing even started with Juzumaru, and in my first attempt, well, my first little bit of attempting that before bed one night, I ended up smithing Ichini, and I was so excited for him to come home. And that took like two tries. And then the next day, I tried it three more times. And on that third attempt, Juicy Maru came home. <sighs> Kill me. <laughs> remember that. I was in line for Dante Bosco's signature, and you come running over. And there, the 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 Vic Mignogna lines in front of ours, and I'm against the wall, and you just come in and you shove your phone above the people, and you're like, "Look what I got!" And I run over to you. The people around me are like, "What is going on?" I'm like freaking out about a mobile game. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Guys. So excited! Like I never do smithing events, and I never get anything when I try to smith them. So I was very excited. Um, and then. Unfortunately, that luck has not lasted through. I think my smith has had enough with me. It's like, no, I gave you two swords you really wanted in less than, like, within 12 hours. 
So I did not get Kogarasu Maru, and I have not gotten Odensa yet, but I am still kind of hopeful. Assuming my resources will replenish themselves. All right, and the struggle of Sarah over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really wanted Juzu because Nikari's brother, I wanted him to come home because he's pretty as well. I had, whenever this stupid smithing started, over 100,000 resources. I'm in the hundreds. I have not had Juzumaru. I have not had Koga. Still don't have Odinta. I have, however, had every single other Tachi, including three Gigi's, two Kogi's, Nightingale, and as Jesse can now attest, I, my smith has a very, very interesting fascination with Shishio. <laughs> um, How many times? Please tell me you kept count. I lost count at 30, okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are determined to get those swords. <laughs> I really wanted them to come home. My children need babysitting, and all I get our constant new age child. No more Shishio. Shishi, no. Shishio, no. (laughs) And this is why I never did smithing events, like smithing campaigns, because they were just draining resources and never paid out. They've never paid out for me. Ever. Legitimately, I think my smith, within the first week of me playing, I smith GG. And I think, honestly, my smith was like, your first week, I gave you GG. Never again. You're not getting anyone you want. So <laughs> it's lasted. Never smith anyone. It's a scream. Sorry about love. Oh, she oh she, that's because you were sitting right beside me, Jesse, and that's the only reason he came home. <laughs> and I beat you up with a fox when you got Juzumaru. That was fun. That was the, that's been <laughs> the highlight of this entire thing with beating Jesse up with a plush fox when she got Juzu. Oh. <laughs> uh, huh. That's fun. But, yep. So, good luck, you guys, on Odenta, Moniyoshi, Sengo, and Koryu. We'll figure out if any of us get those um, at the very end of February for our third podcast. I'm hoping to get Koryu, but we will see if luck pays out for me. I thought you didn't participate in smithing events. I usually don't because they never pay out. And thankfully, nice segue into this. Because of the zero resource repairs campaign that's going on, because of the anniversary campaign, I am so happy that I don't have to waste resources trying to repair my darn swords, and I can eventually put it towards getting Koryu, because I think the only one I really tried swords-wise, like trying to actually get the smith, was Kenshin. I had actually, I think it was Tomoe. But instead of getting Tomoe, I got Nagasone. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I did it. (laughs) They stopped. (laughs) Uh, Because only time I'll do smithing events if I'm like, oh, another sword I can get. Like, Jessie got Ichini. Because she knew she would probably get Ichini and got Ichini. You're a smart cookie. I'm not. So we also have the anniversary campaign, which I think probably what this serial smithing campaign kind of came with that a little bit. Um, but with the anniversary campaign, um, like I said, zero resources, 
Oh my gosh, I love when this happens because you can just level up your swords so much quickly, especially with the times two EXP on regular nodes and times five on Kebishi, which is really nice because most of my maps are kebishi and double drop rates. So for those of you who haven't gotten those uh, darn rare swords on boss node only, you will be saved. Unless it's choosing one. Unless it's choosing one. <laughs> Which I got him I got him on the second try on 7-4 and I haven't gone back. Marissa, I have ran 7-4 long route so many times at this point. No. <laughs> That's where yeah. also more Shishios are coming, by the way. Shishios and Sayo. Sayo loves me right now. I don't know why. He needs to go home. Go, go to bed, please, child. Oh. <laughs> yep. But I, I found out that I needed another Sada Chan for reasons for my book. And I ran seven to maybe 10 times. I was like, oh, look, a Sada. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are very upset. I was like, look, it's a Sada. I just managed to beat 7-1 for the first time yesterday. Yay. Because I want to try and get Monoyoshi there so I don't have to use my resources on him. Mono just came home recently. Mono and Sada, and I'm super happy. <sighs> now my swords can sleep. <laughs> so, yep. So, have any of you gotten anything drop rate wise that you actually wanted, or <laughs> still on the struggle bus for sword drops? Um, I have been trying to level up my Tonto to be to run six four, so I can, or is it six two for Akashi? Six two, two. So regardless, I, my Tontos that I'm trying to get to run six two, we're still in the thirties, and that's not good. So once I level them up quite a bit, I'll be running, pad them out on expeditions to bring me home resources. So I can use the the um, pairs or my Otachis. That I have been sending out to seven one. I actually, I guess I'll move on and say which ones I did. I for the first when it, this started, I tried to grind for Sadachan because I read the comments on the wiki and there were people were just saying he's a, he dropped much easier. So I tried for him, got him after probably a week of agony. Oh my god! And then I went back and tried to grind for his brother because thankfully I have Kiki already. Kiki, Kiki Boots Child. Um, <laughs> I cannot pronounce names. This is a running joke you, I'm pretty sure, will occur at this point. So, yes, their big brother, I have him. So I decided to go for Mono. He came. He's home. Hallelujah. So now it's just 7 4 hell. For the juicy Mario. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Small? So, I'm really, I've been really wanting Hotaruma to drop, and he's not dropping. And I'm like, uh, I just want you to come home and then just be happy. And then Ichini hasn't dropped at all. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, why? I don't understand. I don't feel like I'm doing everything right. And then. Kaylin and Alexi played the Kaka Ka song, and we have the Kaka Ka curse. And I'm like, why? What have I done to deserve this? And 
But yeah, at least I'm not getting hostages like crazy like Kaylin, which is kind of sad. <laughs> I think Kaylin's getting hostages like Sarah's getting CCOs. <laughs> that poor child. Yeah. That poor, poor child. He just really, really wants to be her attendant. Pops, but she doesn't like him at all. And it's like torture to her. <laughs> I'll have that one sword. Maybe uh, we'll talk about that one day. Talk about what? Bird that we just do without. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there's anyone that I don't dislike now because of. I would have to legitimately sit down and be like, hmm. But we'll save it for another day. We will save that for another day. Maybe next. Maybe episode three. Um, <laughs> we'll talk but, about that a little. Yeah. But also with the anniversary uh, was the new introduction art, like art introductions that we got for some of the swords with them sitting in what? It's like Seiza, which is the traditional way of sitting on, like sitting on your ankles, on your heels, on your, the tops of your feet on the floor. is where they're sitting actually on their heels with their toes underneath their feet so that they're like ready to jump up and leap into action, grab their sword, unsheath it, and like strike you down. Um, but because it's more dangerous for not only the feet, but also as a potential pose, they call it Kiza, Ki coming from Kiken, which is dangerous, and Za meaning sit. Cultural info. <laughs> So, a uh, handful of the swords got these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artwork of them sitting in that position with their sword in front of them. Um, sadly, not everyone got these. So, I know we went through a handful of them and took pictures and <laughs> translated on our own. I think they're probably up on the wiki. I haven't checked in a while because I have been not in to the actual game as much as I have been into the anime, which we'll get to in, in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, kind of sad that some of the swords didn't get art. Like maybe. Some of the artists were going through some things. I think, I think Sarah had a little bit of information on that. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if it was um, Kashu and Yasu or if it was Gigi and Kogi, but one of them, their artists, had been dealing with family issues, and so that's why they couldn't participate. And people actually wrote them really bad like letters and tagged them and things, and were like, why didn't you do this? To the point that the artists actually apologized, but they couldn't do anything about it. They were just like, they had to deal with their family issues, but people made them feel so terrible about it. Just very mean. So let's be good fans. Respect the artists. Know that they have lives too, and sometimes things are going wrong. So while yes, we have. So it's like, why are you not sitting like all of the others? Why do you not see you like this? Know that something was probably going on there, mm -hmm. but. And she, the the artist isn't the only one because there was a handful of others. Because I know the artist for Horikawa and Kanesan also didn't do it. Um, Hasebe also, I think, didn't have one either. I know at least his Kiwame didn't, but yeah. 
Azul. But most of them did. Yasusada Akashu, they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But either way, the ones that did have it were really pretty and nice. It was a big old shocker when I turned the game on. I was like, why is Sayu sitting here? He is so precious. <laughs> it is great, too, though, because at the same time, as we'll get onto further, some of the, um, the musical actors, I think all of them play it. And Duo Monodomo is still going on. We have Mikazuki and we have Kogorasu Maru actually doing it. The pose with their swords in front of them. We have a picture of that with the with the actors doing it. Yep. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They've, I think all of them from Suomonodomo. Right, all of them from Suomonodomo. Yep, they did it. And it's really cute. So you can go check that out on their individual Twitter pages. They'll, you'll see the pictures. You'll have to go back a little while, but... Especially Hisa. Hisa <laughs> and Hige are precious, and their Twitters are great. But so you'll you won't have any time wasted. You won't be bored. Yeah. Although but, you might laugh your head off with poor poor Hisa and his <laughs> photography skills. Who is a precious child? Indeed. But I just turned the game on, and they are still doing their little um, anniversary sit poses. I Yes, they still are. So I don't know when exactly that will go off, but I'm enjoying them currently. It's very cute to say because they got new lines. Yuga's is one of the best. Being all like, I, I just arrived here, so I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's been what? three years, but it hasn't been that long for me. <laughs> I don't quite remember right. I think that's what it was about. Um, so... I think that's everything for the game because right now we're kind of in a nice little lull kind of just get rid of all the resources phase in our <laughs> life <laughs> um so we'll move on to probably the biggest thing that is currently going on right now which is hanamaru azoku uh, tokunrambu hanamaru which is their season two of hanamaru so just a little background on what happened um, for a while. Hanamaru Season 2 was in a really big limbo of if it was going to get licensed by anyone, uh, especially over in North America. We weren't really certain if anyone was going to dub like sub it at all. And I had hope. I was like, oh, Funimation's going to grab it again because they have the first season. They have Katsugeki. It'll be fine. Nope. It releases in Japan and we have nothing. We have nothing. It's not on Crunchyroll. It's not on Funimation. And it was a struggle. Until we're dark days. it was like Friday. Like that Friday. They finally said, oh, Funimation's licensing it. And the first episode was up that day. And then they gave us the second episode that Sunday. Now it is airing pretty much on time now with the Japanese airing. It does. Which is nice. Do off of Japanese streaming time. I think it's just an hour. Yeah, I think it's about an hour. Um, but it airs Sundays at noon through Crunchyroll. If you have it, go check it out. Yep, or VRV, which is their joint thing with Funimation. So check that out. It's wonderful. And <laughs> the sigh from Sarah. So now that that drama is over, we are now happy. 
and can legally watch it and not have to rely on illegal <laughs> subbers, even though we were probably going to do it anyways if no one had... Because it's not licensed over here. You can't do anything about it. So we we, we had um, Token Ramble slash Third Impact Anime uh, do not condone the uses of illegal... Please support the official release. I, I can't. I can't mimic Austin. Austin does a much better job with his little. <laughs> Do not <laughs> please support the illegal the streaming of Japanese of anime, manga, anything of the like. Please support the official releases. There we go. Haha. Um. So, what do you guys think of season two? We have the first four episodes. Fourth episode just came out today. You've seen it. Um. Who has not seen any of it? A small scene, everything? I'm currently catching up on the fourth episode. Okay, so um, we'll kind of uh, leave the fourth episode a little bit. Uh, eh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I might die if we don't talk about it a little bit. Yeah, you, you'll die. <laughs> um, so let's kind of give our first impressions of the first episode. What did you guys think of episode one? Because I actually have been reviewing it with Third Impact, so I'm going to leave most of my opinions outside and let you guys talk about what you thought. So you can find mine online on Third Impact's pod, uh, WordPress, on our WordPress. So It was pretty uh, and magic and all yes. <laughs> because the Genji brothers are absolutely precious and adorable. Uh. I need them to come home. <laughs> They're so beautiful. <laughs> and the ending song was so the first season. And you get to see the different sides of them and to hear their vocals. And hearing he's somebody struggle with his brother, Higa Kitty. Oh, it is it breaks my heart a little bit, but it's so cute though. <laughs> Anisha. Anisha. I'm not crying. <laughs> Love Hizomaru. I need him to come home. Same. Regarding the first episode, it started and I died. <laughs> it was not going to be a good episode for me. Because with this first season, the whole season was opened by Yasusada and by Kashu. Episode of this season and it's only Kashu. I think we had just seen Yasusada leave to go on his Kiwi journey. My heart is Kiyomitsu's, and it's just struggle for me for the first episode. I think my heart ached every time I put that on, and I have rewatched that stupid episode <laughs> like five times because I have reasons, and none of them are very good reasons. <laughs> um, but the good things about that episode was seeing everyone involved again and getting to see the Genji Bros. Favorite scenes though was Kashu was walking, leading the on the hallway, and he turns his head to talk to them. And as they go around the corner, Ishikiri Maru appears, and he just goes bam and falls down. Small Ichigatana. yeah, the the bar, yes, the bar indeed. Fun fact: if you've seen the first episode, which I hope you have at this point. Scene where Mutsuki no Kami walks into Ishikirimaru and Nikari talking, twirls away like a ballerina, and then <laughs> appears back in Mutsu's screen and just goes, bah. Bah. With unscripted. 
Y'all can guess how happy I'm gonna gonna make it into the real thing. <laughs> he is a precious child. Wait, how is it unscripted? How is the ba unscripted when it's? Yeah, his voice actor just goes. You just walk in front of a camera and smile. You just didn't know what to do, so you just went ba. <laughs> to the voice actor's twitter okay it could have been something else but that's that's how i read that that's what it what he said okay <laughs> the entire scene though just he oh yeah sorry like the children are precious i'm just going to shush now because that that entire section just made my heart so happy especially the fact that tiny kashi ran into big tall wall ishi so you have that, then you have my ghost child being cuddled, and I'm just pretty, I'm just happy, okay? I'm just gonna hush now. Yeah. <laughs> so one, do we wanna move to episode two? Um I guess I'll I'll just say a couple of things about it. Uh reiterate a little bit what I said in my review, but oh it was beautiful. It was a nice intro to the seer like to back into the uh Hanamaru Citadel it kind of killed me with the Yasu being sent off. It it also kind of made me laugh because at the end of season one, he comes back as normal Yasu. And I'm like, wait, what? So this is essentially them retconning saying, whoops, uh, we missed an opportunity because now he has a Kiwame form. So ignore that very, very last scene of the last episode of season one. That didn't happen. Because this is what actually happens. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Alrighty then. I love the ending. I love the new ending art. It is gorgeous and breathtaking. And only gripe I have so far for all four episodes. Compared to last season a lot of the times there would be references especially the Imano Surugi and Iwatoshi episode or um the Soza like the Nobunaga swords there was references to their history and the relationship to that and this one is just like it's pretty which is nice but I liked the little history bits that were kind of seen at the end um so small little gripe with that and I think that's about it for episode one, because uh, it's just a sli- it's just a funny little cute slice of life episode that just makes all the fangirls squee with delight. <laughs> There's really yep. not too much substance to this series when it comes to plot. It's it's small. It's like lathering a little bit of jam on top of a giant piece of bread. That's not about it. Art's happy after the whole Katsugeki and everything happening in the game as you struggle and scream and cry a little bit. It's fine. Pretty much. So I guess, is that everything that everyone wants to say about episode one? I believe so. We shall move on to episode two now, which was the introduction to our wonder. Oh, God. Who wasn't two? My brain just two was Juzu Maru. That was the week that <laughs> Yep. Is the writing. Mm-hmm. And oh boy. He is a cooked noodle. Yep. <laughs> just like Soza. 
<laughs> yep. No, 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 no. The difference is he's a very cooked noodle, while Sozo's a mopey noodle. Okay, they're, they're both noodles. They're a noodle family. They're both noodles, so they're a noodle family. It's fine. <laughs> the, the him majestically dodging things from the waterfall and climbing the rock wall. <laughs> All with his eyes closed. Yep. One thing that surprised me about Chizuramaru when I heard it, I was like, oh, you have a deeper voice than I thought. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> he really does have a deep voice. Well, so does your Yagen, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, for the ending song for episode two, I honestly felt like it should have been Jizumaru. I mean, I support my Awatakuchi but then, like, they've already had, like, their ending song in D1, and I just wish that Jizumaru was able to have his own, like, ending song with Nikari, and then be able to showcase him. But, I mean, I do love the ending song with Hong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get why they did it, because... Mm. The, the drama for the episode we focused around those three um, yeah. Zuo and Ichigo struggle with wanting to protect his brothers and if he's the only one that has to have his memory lost then so be it but he wants to protect oh. his brothers and because uh. fun fact um, so obviously you guessed um, Namazuo and Ichini did, they burned in the fire at Osaka Castle. But Bami, if you listen to his lines in game, yes, he burned as well and he lost his memories. But he burned in one of, one of the many fires of, like, a different fire. There's, oh goodness, it was the Mie Neki. There's been, like, multiple fires of, of that name. Uh, that's where Sosa burned in one of them. Um, and the sword we'll be talking about at the end of the podcast uh, also burned in it as well but he burned in a separate fire so i thought they burned all together and they did not <laughs> no I so just like in his nightmares he was having they were burned elsewhere and he was left all alone but they they all burned and all suffered memory loss and he's just like but if i can protect them because he had stupid time traveling sundial watch thing <laughs> and Went back in time further than he should have. I still see it's a mirror that Hige did not break it in the first episode because we knew something was going to happen whenever they were like, make sure you have this or you can't return home. Yeah, I, I was not expecting them to use the little return clock so early on. I thought it was going to be just a thing they were going to hold off and all of a sudden someone's going to just break and I'm going to cry because they're not going to be able to go home. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. But this time it was because Bami forgot his, and then you actually see Namazuo use here his, which is kind of cute. And also, little bonuses they're filling in the plot holes of the the sun, the magical sundial instead of just showing it and glowing. It shows the buttons that they press, which is kind of cute. It's also great because when they were going to set it to go back to, which is like a UTC event, hey. <laughs> you can see what it was last used for, and the last thing it was used for was for, for Yamato no Kami, if I'm not mistaken. 
That was yeah, in the first one when with he and he's a when the first one you see it in its left is destination, which yes is confirmed to be the Ikidaya incident. Da da da. So yeah, that whole kind of thing. I love how they set the timer though. That is so cool. Yep. Also the the hint of where Yasu actually went was kind of nice. Just. Not if you painful. can read it, not painful right at now, all. Just really hard. Not painful at all. Um, <laughs> that's why maybe they should have a training for them on saying, "Okay, if you are ever captain, here's how you use this." You're not the captain. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> unless if they made sure that a a sign went on there, do not use unless instructed. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. But I was I was kind of oh. happy we're we're starting to see more swords in their uh, battle gear as well. So, yep. Episode two was filled with Toshiro brother feels. Um, yeah, it really was, and it was so cool to see that that they need from the game that they're bringing into this series, like the fact that they're running out of money and they need to expand their sword space because the Toshiro room is so cramped. So they have to go and get to open up more of that yep. go to the castle. And it's like, okay, we're going to go dig for gold. Also the fact that of course they have Hakata with them who yes. in game gives you Koan bonuses to have him on there. It was just perfect. I was like, thank you for... It's beautiful how they're handling those things. Oh, another thing I would like to point out that's really unique about is that, like, in the beginning of each episode, and just tell them, like, something that they like, they found, or they want to say to Sunny one. I thought that was really cute. and something unique that they've done compared to season one. That is so cute. I love that they include that now. It's like, oh, nice to see you down for once. You want some tea? <laughs> tea snacks? All I can think anytime I see anything with tea snacks, though, is just think of Gigi in the, in the musicals. <laughs> yes. For obvious reasons. <laughs> but yes, very much. It's Listen wonderful. Listen to episode three. Oh, that was precious. Season the musical. Oh. I just want to hush. It's wonderful and magic. That's my general phrase for anything. <laughs> it's full of magic. Uh, the, the performance video... YouTube video of the Kimi no Uta song from the first musical, which if you haven't, go look it up now. There's some really great references that get brought up. So with Gigi and Kogi and even Ishii mm-hmm. just being there. Cute because they're sitting there on the, the, the veranda thing, drinking the tea and the flower petal falls in and it's so cool. And Yep. Though I I didn't really recognize them as you know eat the uh, references <laughs> until you pointed those out. Yeah, it took someone else pointing out for me to be able to see that. <laughs> but once I saw it, it's it looks just like the shot. Yep. Because especially yeah. if you do it like frame by frame comparisons, it's beautiful and gorgeous. Also, it's just especially the teacup with the flower petal. It's just like ta-da. <laughs> so we did get a teacup in the flower, like flower petal in the teacup this episode as well too. So we, we it might... was more of a sake saucer. <gasps> True, but still, flower in the 
liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Loved episode three because after the drama and the pain from the first two, episode three was very lighthearted and appreciated. Um, it was so adorable. Gokutai and tigers. I was just, my heart was, I just couldn't take it no more. <laughs> Wait, I had to be that one. But yeah, that was, yeah. it was precious. That was, but what I enjoyed the most was Sarachan. <laughs> the first of the Sanamunes to show up. Thank you so much. I'm so happy for these brothers to show up that don't really act like brothers. <laughs> they're like the, they're like the, uh, Samonji, like the, no, the, um, not Samonji. Um, that hurts. Sanjo swords. <laughs> They're technically brothers, but they don't act like brothers. They act like just, oh, we we shared the same Sith. And that is it. <laughs> Moving on now. All right. Um, small little tangent, but uh, Small has to leave us for now. So, Final notes before you leave, Small? I hope that in a couple episodes that Okunikara and Kasen make up because seeing them fight <laughs> makes me sad. And Yamabagiri had kind of struggled with the tigers. And then I was just like, Yamabagiri, it's okay. <laughs> so um, I'm just expecting so much to see for Hanamara season. Hopefully, right. I can get something from the campaign events. Other than that, uh, that's it. And thank you for having me. All right. Um... You go do what you need to go do, and we will continue on for the night. And everyone will see you next month. So, okay, all right. bye. Bye, bye, small. Theory. All right, back on to episode three and Sarachan. <laughs> and Sarachan. That was another awesome moment where they tied things in from things we've already seen in the stage with oh. the spinning of Sarachan and Mitchan. Like that, I loved. <laughs> So beautiful. Oh and the, as they made it like zoom in up on their faces. <sighs> as great as Sarachan and Mitan are. Sarachan and Kara. Kara Karabo. Kara The only person that can make Karachan do anything. And smile. <laughs> yeah. And smile. That's not here. <laughs> but th- that was. The, like, the little relay, the, what was, like, a, what exactly was it? It was a sports festival. Sudamaru's ridiculous sports festival. I don't understand his surprises sometimes. (laughs) Imagine the poor Blades living with him at this point. He's like, it needs more surprises. The gold medal is not actually gold. (laughs) It's a It's a thing, and you're like, Okay, Surimaru. Alright, that's your surprise. <laughs> Alrighty. But just seeing all the little groupings of swords competing in the little individual events was just adorable. <laughs> and I loved it. For a second, because we had the mate, the first team, which was the Dan um, and Karajan. We had those three. Mm-hmm. We had the Odagumi. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The poor drunkards next. Oh yeah, yes. yes. Yeah, the the the, the spears. 
Yeah. No, it wasn't just this. Was it all three spheres? It was it all was three spheres put together. Yep. They 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 pulled okay, their yeah, spear so power again. Remember? That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. They're like, <laughs> they did that twice in the episode though, because you had first in the first half have poor poor Ishi on top of Kogi, where we learned don't stick tall on top of tall already, and then we go back to Yari doing that in the same episode. Just made my heart happy. Yep. <laughs> and I died laughing. <laughs> uh, and we had the. Sonji Brothers as well. Sonji Brothers. It was Soza with Hasebe and Yagen. And my guess is, oh, yeah. I was like, I want to see Soza participate. Soza Nisama, please participate. And he's like, I mean, if Sayo says I should, then I will. And then Hasebe's like, I have to win the gold for Master. It came out of their pockets. It has to go back. <laughs> he couldn't figure out who to group up with. So Yagen... Zal's all conflicts among the Otogumi. Saw a mopey Hasabe and a conflicted Soza and was like, I guess I'll do this too. So he got them all to do it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But one of the things I, I enjoyed yeah. was the the running relay. Um, when they start out, of course, the ones to go la- later are the slower the swords. Like, Chokitakiri's like, Wait, what? Ha! <laughs> His base <laughs> speed is very slow in game. And when you eventually get to Hasebe's being the anchor, it makes so much sense because he's the fastest Uchigatana. He's very high speed. So I, I found it hilarious that some of the slower swords in game were actually slower running the relay while the faster <laughs> ones actually were faster. I don't know though. The, um, like the four legged three person relay beautiful <laughs> i died laughing there because hotar maru picked up his brothers pretty much it's like, what it looked like. Them. <laughs> i forgot the rye swords were in there too <laughs> them and the quartet's swords they just like there as you know something's going to go wrong oh that's the other one i forgot i'm so sorry family. <laughs> Yep, they are they are precious swords, but poor Urishima probably was ready to kill his brother after that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. At, at least the Rye family, like Madamata, <laughs> just like okay, one, two. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. And they, like, just... Easily win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting to see how Shizuka is still like put off by Nagasone when we've seen so much character development for him in the musicals. It's wonderful. I'm just so excited to see Like, because we've seen in the intro that he's still watching them spar, so we know something's going to have a development occurring. I'm just excited to see when they pull that in. Mm-hmm. Probably not until later in the season. Sadness. Again. Yasu home, and then they'll have a good old, um, and Gumi talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I think that's pretty much it for episode three. Being adorable. And the most helpful tigers. Yes. Cute tigers were like done with episode three. The cute tigers that are super helpful. <laughs> and the smiley, smiley carabo because he actually picked up the tiger and like cuddled it. And 
will definitely carry this tiger back to Gokotai if it means I get to hold it longer, then yes. <laughs> also, and Kostan being helpful with them too is really cute. Yeah. One of the things I noticed is based off of like it just seeing Yellen Bagiri. I think Mamba has been the secretary for the Citadel for the past four episodes. Yes! Mamba, I knew there was something I was missing from this episode. Mamba, poor Mamba. Doing oh, laundry. Mamba needs a nap. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be left alone for a little while. It's a treat and to like go sit in a corner with his flower that came back. <laughs> with the cape. <laughs> his flower with the cape on the shelf. <laughs> Yeah, and then he got caught by Carnival. <laughs> Majestically got caught by him. I have that screenshot on my phone. It's beautiful. Can we oh. just talk about the adorableness of the fact that Tossin and Carbo both went after the tiger cub whenever <laughs> the tap the Ishi and Kogi Tower decided to tumble? Yep. Because that Dude, moment. The- they <laughs> and then the glare afterwards, like, <laughs> like I didn't do that. I didn't almost touch your hand. No. <laughs> Luckily, they don't hate each other, and it's more just like a mutual, just kind of meh. Unlike in this recent episode, where, good lordy, Fudo and Hasabe. Fudo and Hasabe will ne- like. I just chill. Hasabe Chow needs a chill pill. That's all he needs. He, he's more chill. In the anime than he is in the stage. I'll say that. Yes. <laughs> we have not had the screaming Nobunaga yet. Like, I thought it would be, well, I didn't really think it would be, but I had hope. He went out for the walk. <gasps> yes. Or getting ready to be stormy. And he, I love that we get to see more of the area around the Citadel this season. Yes. Amazing. And we get to see the beach again. And he walks down the little, like, sandbar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw that sandbar, like, I was like, in the storm, I was like, mm, uh, nope. Yeah, no, and he just goes and he passes out on the little island, and then it starts storming, and everyone's like, where's Fudo Yuki Mitsu? Oh, this um, entire episode was just like a shot through the heart, because the Odahumi are some of my children, especially Sozo, of course, and the fact that it was Sozo and Yagu who had to be the peacekeepers the entire time. Well, drunk child wanders off everywhere. Also, speaking of drunk children, Jirotachi and Tarotachi's, like, bar? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, Hasbe comes in and is like, sits down, then thinks about it, like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, have we had this in the this Citadel the entire time? And they're just drinking. <laughs> I loved how they did a little nod, though, with Nihongo being there to the whole Korda family and actually being able to express Hasebe's story that way. So it's like kind of a moment of Hasebe, child, are you okay? But it's precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the anime makes me like Hasebe a little bit more than I would in game or in the stage because he he outwardly admits like, okay, well, I didn't dislike the Kurda. I enjoyed them significantly and I wish I could see my former master again because he was a wonderful person and I, I could, I don't know, I can't remember if they panned a Nihongo, but smug Nihongo face, just like, <laughs> mm, I knew it. Just, <laughs> he was probably thinking, like, yes. thank you 
for finally admitting that we are awesome. <laughs> also, speaking of Kuruda, Jesse pointed this out. <laughs> the karaoke they're singing is yes, the- yes. It's the, so they they do the hanami again, right? And they, they we see Nihongo and who is who's singing with them? Otagine. Otagine, Nihongo and Otagine are singing a song, and you can see the lyrics on the screen, but they don't translate that or give the romanti or anything. And it's Nihongo's song, then Sake And that, like, you just see it start, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're singing that under the tree. Okay. <laughs> nice nod. I didn't know that. Oh. Yep. I was trying to look at it, and then Jesse immediately says, "It's his. It's the the song that he sings. That's um, pretty much the song about how the Kurita clan got Nihongo in a drinking game." So, <laughs> yep, nice little nod there. Thank you, uh, DMM and Nitro, and oh my gosh, I can't remember the actual producers of the show. But thank you very much for that nice little funny nod. Enjoyed. The second half was with Koga. Koga Rasumaru, yeah. also known as Father. He is the probably the weirdest. <laughs> as she should. and Mamba acknowledges you. Yep. Because uh, it, it, it makes sense that Mamba would acknowledge the, the weird ones because he has to deal with Mikazuki on a daily basis <laughs> in the stage play. Um, yes. The older swords have some quirky personalities and Kogurasumaru throws that quirkiness out the window and brings it up another level. Indeed. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. He's like, y'all are my attendants now. I, I, poor Shishio, he's like, I already have an old man. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Mamba has no excuse to hide. <laughs> he's like, hurry, let's get him to Gashu. <laughs> Pass him on. We don't need this. He's Ponema. not our responsibility. Into Atsushi and Minare. And they're instantly like, oh, Chichi sama. And um, are walking in like crane formation. Yep. Because <laughs> Koga's in the middle and then the others are on the sides. And you see him just smirk like, <laughs> And the others don't notice it. And I was like, oh my gosh. They're in a V formation like birds fly. And the others didn't notice it, but Koga did. <laughs> yes. Koga notices things like, that you don't expect him to notice. Yes. They get to the tree. And they like break apart. And it's like, wait. what? What's with this setup? <laughs> Introduction. <laughs> The formal introduction. Yes, the father has arrived. Honestly, it doesn't surprise me because that's very much. He's just a very interesting character in general, as is. So, and the fact that you don't have Mika there, I don't think helps. Just be like, oh dear, we've got another old man in the Citadel. Entertainment part. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mutsunokami. Ow, my back. <laughs> Indeed. When he leapt up, I was like, what is he going to do? And then just straight on his back, I'm like, on the bamboo ladder thing. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And then he gets off and doesn't even look like he just essentially cracked his spine 
on the bamboo. Just thinking about that makes me cringe. Also, yeah. Kunihiro Brothers. Kunihiro Brothers. They abandoned Mama. <laughs> they call each other brothers and then they abandon Mama. Yeah. But like, come on, you'll be fine if you do it with us. Let's all do individual acts and we'll abandon you for the last one. Yeah, that's that's definitely how that works, guys. Good job. Wiriko <laughs> Horikawa, you kind of failed your magic trick. You had a dove stuck in your shirt. <laughs> Duck was like stuck trying to get out. And just like, Kunihiro! Yay! Like, you're just like, oh no. He's, he's... Kanae-san, you're a big old idiot. <laughs> Mamba, Mamba honestly would have been fine. He would have been fine. He had it if the others had not arrived. Yeah. As he was left alone. Tire <laughs> Citadel was there. <laughs> Plus additional stress. And he just kind of panicked. He was left and... alone with a bottle of wine in the corner. <laughs> and then exploded again. Yup. And that was episode really four. Nice. He danced with Koga. And they were all so proud of the child after that. It was episode four. And then at the very end of episode four, what did we see, Jesse? <laughs> Your extreme awe and agony and happiness. Ah! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> uh, yes, because memories with Kashu and wanting to be with Yasu, and he's like, oh, Yasu Sada, the flowers bloomed again beautifully this year. And he's like, I hope you're doing okay. And then all of a sudden, instantly, we're back on to Yasu Sada, and he's in his travel garb again, and he's leaving the place where presumably he's stayed for the past three months. Headed home, and I need him. Really, but yes, we'll figure. We'll okay. see. I you. am a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> but you never let me live that down, are you? <laughs> but we'll figure out who comes. Uh, who'll be new next episode? Because we're hopefully getting a new sword or swords. Yeah, and this don't time. get a new sword. But if we just get Yasusada focus, I will be completely happy. Yeah. Although if they. Follow the way they've been doing it with like the smithing correlating with the episode, it might be Odinta. So, oh, okay. good call. <laughs> Wait, are they gonna go in order? Hold on, let me. <laughs> this. Um, I could see it, but then who would be replacing Koryu because he's not popping in yet? I guess I'll just stop with Sengo. Great question. Maybe it's so because they have Soharu Surugi coming in at some point. So, if he doesn't come in with his brother, then maybe. They'll have him instead of. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Brother. But it, I think they might be matching up because we had Juzumaru, now we have Hakoga. And then maybe next week's or the weeks after will be Odenta and Monoyoshi, Sengo, and then we'll, with other swords obviously sprinkled in between them because there's a, a lot of children. A lot, of a lot to bring in still. We still got a few Toshiros to bring in. Yay! Yay! <laughs> finally filling out the Toshiro roster. And we can finally, finally bring Hanamaru before oh, we continue. But yeah, I hope 
next episodes is a um, Yasu focus, be it um, we get him coming back and seeing his new Kiwami form and everyone's like, wait, what? And then it might flash back to his experiences with the Shinsengumi and Okita and like his growth. And we'll see that and do like one episode thing. So we'll see. Dun, dun, dun. Anyone else's uh, takes on what we'll see in the rest of the season, maybe next episode or whatnot, because the rest of the season's a little hard to pinpoint considering it's it's Hanamaru. It just does what it does. Indeed. <laughs> I will say I love how they have changed the opening of just a little bit every episode where they include guest vocalists from episode two on. And you can tell which one's going to be singing based on the shots. Um, little addition they did instead of just having, oh, look, swords like we saw last season. And then it's always Kashu and Yasu, which it still is this time, but with singing with them, which I think is mm-hmm. really cool. It, it surprised yeah. me the first time. I was like, wait, am I hearing other voices? <laughs> it's the voices in your head from this stupid game that will never leave us alone. <laughs> Pretty much. So when I was watching the opening again, I was like, wait, 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 wait. That said guest vocals. Who is still sing- who is singing with them now? So then I had to go and look it up. And then the version 2 also cued it in. I had to process that entire page. It just goes quickly. Alright, I think that's... Is that mostly it that we want to kind of cover for season beginning of season two or any other thoughts i'm already ready for next week <laughs> please <laughs> yep we we need the the finale of the kiwi yasu saga please yasu saga like yasu sada <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> god bless well, not it. intended said <laughs> it <laughs> what have I done? The Yasu Saga. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we need that before we go any further down this pun. <laughs> That's the name pun. of the episode now is the Yasu Saga. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but I think that's mostly it. Um, nice little start to the beginning of the season. Little hiccup at the beginning with the licensing issue, but everything got figured well. out. All is yes. well. And all the magic of the people who are willing to jump and do this if we didn't oh. get licensing was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was a big. That was nice. That was really nice. So we shall move on now to uh, most of to the live shows, like the musicals and the stage plays. <laughs> so Suamono just like they started continuing after Shingen side at the beginning of this month. Um, and finally, and actually, well, when did it wrap up, Jesse? Because I don't have the date. 30th. So, okay. So, it's about to wrap up. It is. That on I thought it did because you put wraps up performance slash live stream. Okay. The, so, it wraps up and then the live stream. Okay. Their final performance will be on the 30th. And live they're stream. going to live stream it online. And also in Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Australia. So if you live in any of those places and you're listening to us for some reason, <laughs> best of luck getting tickets and go see it for us all. 
Um, <laughs> for those of us in the States, hang in there. It'll be really exciting. I know the actors aren't quite ready for it to end. They're going to give it their best, and they're all fired up for it. But I can't even imagine, after putting so much work into it, him feeling the end coming soon. Like, I, it would crush me. Yeah. But getting back she's really ready to for the it. live stream thing really quickly, because I know a lot of people over in North America and Europe, you can proxy it and you can watch it on DMM's website. So you can trick it to make it think that you're in Japan. For that, go to the wiki. Yep, for that, go to the wiki. Or uh, oh, there's, a, there's a lovely person out there that subs all of the musicals and stage plays, and she has a um, link. How to DMM, usually. How, how to DMM. Look that oh, up, nice. and you'll find it. Yep, that's how you can rent out all of the stage and musicals that they have on DMM's website, including some other stuff as well. So, because it's a little trickier to proxy the um, the videos than it is to proxy the the game to VPN that thing, because you just have to do like a normal VPN, but you have to like trick DMM more to think you're in Japan. <laughs> so. I've done it once and it's not that complicated, but I can't remember how to do it. <laughs> but yep. I'll need to look at that before going further with things like that because even when I was in Japan, I had issues streaming things from Amazon. Mm. If your computer isn't in the right region for this. My computer is sitting in Kyoto. What do you mean I'm not in the right region? <laughs> yep, that's why you have to like trick it again because it'll read your computer's region <laughs> it's coming to an and end and also see online mm-hmm. you want to mention Jodan now what what about seeing online the third stage play is also now available for live streaming yes it just got added very recently in the past week and a half mm-hmm. so the new stage is also on pre-order pre-order and is now on DMM's website. So if you want to go check that out, go do that. Uh, Riku will not have subs for a while until they get their disc in themselves. So have fun enjoying it without subs for a little bit. But it's probably wonderful. We'll probably be talking about it next month because we'll be renting it ourselves. But it was that one and so one will are coming out like this week or the past week. So we haven't had time to actually sit down and watch them ourselves. The fourth musical is such a neat though. I'm so excited. Yes, please. <laughs> fabulous Riku has been adding subtitles just from Shink and Rambu. So we know that some of the songs, we have lyrics from some of those songs from the fourth musical. Yep. But uh, speaking of Shigen Rambu Sai 2017, there are pre-orders for the DVD and Blu-ray of that, um, the fourth musical, Suamono, and Kashu's, uh, his little musical as well, his single is, it says tentative on like Ami Ami and sources like that, but I believe that, I think it's just tentative because they're not certain of the actual release date, but you can pre-order all of those as well. So go pre-order those if you want to support your lovely boys and watch them legally because we support official release, guys. 
but oh, yeah, that was announced that we talked about last end of last week. Last, mm -hmm. yes, um, it, it's been great getting to see some of the actors getting back together again, seeing new actors interacting with familiar ones. Okami's actor looks amazing, he's gonna do a great job. I know he recently took a trip to Kyoto to, to um, get familiar with Sakamoto Ryoma his journey through that's really cool if you want to see more of that check out his twitter uh tamura sheen i think is his name but it's uh yep so fifth musical actors are currently in like the beginning stages of practice or like the middle stages of practicing for it so you just, we'll start seeing probably some more of them maybe in costume but right now it's the pre-before costume rehearsals of things so Especially since I know some of them are also in another musical right now. Children of the Whales, I believe. Hmm. And. <laughs> so. Also working around those performances, which are still going on. Beginning practices and the beginning stages, I believe. And they'll be going on to more of that soon. And more news about that next month. Yeah, uh, definitely in the months to come. Pictures, you'll start, we're seeing some pictures of um, the fifth musical actors uh, interacting together, like um, Mitsunokami's actor with uh, Toyo. Yeah, I cannot speak right now. Yasu's actor. Hey, Yasuzada. Them eating at like a cafe together. And Torigoe, that's his name. There we go. <laughs> it is 10 30 at night. My brain's dead. But yeah, until then, we can still watch the one pictures that are popping up from the Children of the Wells productions where we have uh, <laughs> Sakiyama Subasa or Ishikimaru uh, Imari for aka Nagasone and also Child, whose name I can't pronounce, that plays Kane-san. So they're all three in that one right now suffering. So we have those lovely photos to get us through. <laughs> yep. So I think it's pretty quiet right now with the musicals and the stage because uh, stage is in very quiet right now. It's just very quiet right now. Because I'm guessing they're preparing for the Mikazuki stage, which mm -hmm. might be like a short little thing like they did with Odawara. Might just be like an hour of Mika. So, but I don't know. <laughs> We've heard <laughs> nothing since they released, like they announced it's happening. It's a thing. Let's not go down the star call yet because it's going to be painful <laughs> no matter what we do. But yeah, musicals and stage have been pretty quiet as of recent. Um, but merchandising has not. Uh, we got we just got Sada uh, Chan is getting an Android. It was announced, so we don't we don't have the art yet for that. Let me know this little figure. Um, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this. I have an Android obsession and he's my child. I need him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, Shogarekiri's uh, leisure outfit scale figure done by da, 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 da. oh my gosh. Artifacts. Not done by Goodsmile. It's another company doing it. Both of those are on pre-order right now. Well, Shogodai Kiri's is on pre-order. Sada Chan's is just... Actually, Shogodai, I think you can order. 
No, it's just pre-order right now. On it. Yeah. Maybe it's in certain places in Japan that you can actually go ahead and buy it because it looked like it was released. Yeah, it says oh, released. Oh no, it, yeah, it is says released. Okay, it's it's officially okay. released. Oh, so oh yeah, it's a Kotobukiya. Good, those are good figures. Those are really nice figures. I have a, I don't have any of the Token Rambu ones that are artifacts or Kotobukiya ones, but I do have a Red Robin one, and they're really nice figures. They're not as like super like detailed as some of the good smile ones but they work really well for their leisure outfits because their leisure ones are not as detailed as their battle outfits are yeah, some of the other it's ones it's in a tracksuit with sneakers yeah <laughs> even even the sudumaru <laughs> one is pretty basic it's just him in a kimono basic kimono compared to his beautiful beautiful battle outfit which i'm currently staring at because i bought his scale figure at ichiban Khan. i spent way too much on that damn thing uh, <laughs> but i love it and he's beautiful and he's the tallest figure i have so um makoto buki is really good really nice there's also hasabe in a tracksuit so they have like three of them that are in their regular outfits that's pretty much it month so far. <laughs> so far is the end of the month. Yeah. It's been pretty quiet. January's quiet. Makes me terrified what else is coming up if it's this quiet. <sighs> well before the storm. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what they're gonna do. I have a bad feeling it's gonna be another village of treasures and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I like Village of Treasure. That or um, War Training Expansion. It's one of the two that we're going to have because they're probably not going to do an underground treasure chest one because that was right before Regiment. And Regiment only happens like twice a year so far. <laughs> middle of the summer, middle of the winter. Yep, while I was in Greece, it was happening and that was an adventure. Any other last minute things before we move on to the final segment i'm good you're good everyone's good all right so uh last time i skipped over well we didn't include our final section which is our behind the blade section which uh we'll be talking about the culture and history behind each of uh, a different sword each month uh because Last time we had a lot to cover and it was our first one. So I didn't want to overcrowd it. So um, our blade this month, based off of random draw, is Hocho Toshiro. Woohoo! Uh, our candy child. So <laughs> Hocho was Smith, uh, like many of the Toshiros, um, by Awataguchi Yoshimitsu, who was pretty much the head of the Awataguchi school. Um, like his brothers before, he was also Smith during the Kamakura period. All of them were Smiths during, they can't really figure out which one was Smith when, because there's Smith all pretty much in tandem at the same time, it feels like. It's just like, here, Tonto Swords. Um, he's actually currently in the Tokugawa Art Museum, so if you actually 
you go over to Japan, he is there on a uh, public display. But Hocho, his name actually means kitchen knife. Surprisingly enough, I was like, what? what? Uh, it's because he was owned by a famous cook named Taga uh, Takatara. Wow, that name. Uh, Takatara? Yes. <laughs> that's that's a lot of tongue. Yes, it is. And it's very difficult to say at like 1045 at night. Um, it was said to have carved a crane um, out of something uh, with the Tonto. So that's where he gets his name of Kitchen Knife. And if you actually look at the actual sword, Hocho looks like a Kitchen Knife. <laughs> he does not look like um, much of a sword. Same with Atsushi. Atsushi kind of looks like a very nice Kitchen Knife that you would cut your carrots with. Um, Shokudai approved. Shokudai approved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> we gotta can't get that out of my head. Uh, like many of the Toshiro swords, um, they were owned. He was owned, kind of just as a little token of luck and prosperity. They were not. He wasn't actually used in battle, like ever, and was owned by Tokugawa Ieyasu, who passed it on to his son, um, and has it pretty much remained in the Tokugawa family forever. Hence, why it's in the Tokugawa Art Museum. One of the things that Hocho is known for being is he loves married women for some weird reason. And I found out it was because Tokugawa actually himself was known for having things for married women. And he had 19 known concubines. So he had a lot of women in his life. So it makes sense that Hocho has the womanizing personality that Tokugawa had in that aspect. Also, I was always, like, when they were going to release this Kiwame form, I was like, oh my gosh, we have another Kiwame with the ridiculous size helmet hat thing. <laughs> what the heck? Where does this reference come from? Ieyasu has that same darn helmet. Of course <laughs> If does. you look, if you dig. Because a lot of the times, if you search Tokugawa Ieyasu in his armor, you see him, his helmet has this golden circlet of laurels kind of going up it but in some instances he has that weird like cone head that Hojo <laughs> has and I found it I was like okay that makes sense um, sadly like many other swords Hojo was damaged during the great fire of Mireki, Mireki um, which actually destroyed uh, over 60 to 70 percent of Edo and claimed over 100,000 lives. So, yeesh. Don't play with fire. Don't play with fire. So, yeah, he um, was kind of damaged in there, but obviously was fixed up and is on display currently uh, for all to see. I think he's on permanent display. Sometimes when I look things up, it says they're on permanent display, but then sometimes they're just out on occasion and it's like, oh, they're here for a couple months, then they're put away, and now they're back out again. Like Mikazuki. He is just a special child. It just We just have to roll with whatever they say about him. But make sure that if you decide to go to Japan and pull a sword pilgrimage, make sure you figure out if your sword is actually at that museum currently, and isn't 
away for like repairs or is it on like a special exhibit for something else because right now because of um zoku there's so many new exhibitions with swords all over the country so so many including one that was just announced for Higekiri. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. Also known as Onigiri Maru. Um, announced for the exhibition. And they were like, also known as Higekiri. Um, he'll be on display at Kiranoten Mangu Shrine in Kyoto for two months. It ends the 31st of March. That much I know. Yes. To Kyoto by the 31st of March. Go check out Higekiri, who is only on display maybe once or twice a year. Yep. Because there's some pictures of him being put out from, like, years previous. He has a very pretty sword. Genji no Choho. Genji no Choho. Higekiri. Kirisa. (laughs) Genji Banzai. (laughs) Banzai. Those two are precious babies. They are precious. But yep, that is Ocho and <laughs> sword exhibition knowledge and hint tips. So I think that's everything for this podcast this time around. It's a little uninteresting. <laughs> January was slow. January is very slow. But yep, that's everything. You guys check us out on. We are actually, well. We've been, obviously, if you notice, we've moved Popbean. Um, but you can find us anywhere where podcasts can be listened. We're hopefully going to get it on iTunes and Google Play soon. And check out our Twitter at Toy Rambles Podcast. And also check out Third Impact Anime on our WordPress and our Podbean as well for more generalized anime stuff and news we just released our uh ichiban con podcast so we'll be talking about ichiban con and we're hoping to do a double man crybaby podcast in the future but don't hold off on that one and the wordpress also i will be reviewing uh weekly hopefully my schedule got a little funny uh the all of token uh, Hanamaru season two. So check that out in the interim before we come back at the very end of February, beginning of March. So, right. Night, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>